For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. In our business, we're big fans of financial literacy and accountability. Knowing your numbers is an essential aspect of building a successful business and inherent responsibility for any entrepreneur. We also believe that what you focus on grows. So pay attention to your money. How do we stay up to speed on our numbers? We use Bench for our bookkeeping. It's simple, elegant, and saves us so many hours that would otherwise be spent neck deep in receipts on the other side of a spreadsheet. Each month, our transactions are automatically imported into Bench and we get on-demand financial reports. We even enjoy opening up our profit and loss statement to review each month. And when tax time comes around, we are up to date and ready to go. And this is what financial empowerment feels like. Head on over to anshe.co slash bench to save 20% off your Bench accounting plan for the first six months. Welcome to the Anshi Spoke podcast. Today, after interviewing our guest, both Jenny and I spent a whole lot of money going to her website and purchasing both her joy and her hustle. That has never happened before. So our guest today was Elizabeth Kendig, founder of HealersWanted.com. Elizabeth was an editorial director and an award-winning beauty blogger with a very successful skincare line with more than 5 million Pinterest followers. But while she was working on that business, she was plagued for decades by depression, stubborn autoimmune disease, perfectionism, anyone relate to that one? And she spent her entire 30s immersing herself in every holistic treatment that she can find, different spiritual practices, shamanic journeys, chakra balancing, everything. And along the way, she found love, she found peace, and she found that a lot of other people were craving the same time-honored wisdom and holistic practitioners that she was loving. So what did she do? She created healerswanted.com, a marketplace to match people with the right healers. We laughed so hard with her. We had such a great time. She just felt like a best friend. And I hope you will feel the same. Please enjoy the conversation with Elizabeth. Well, welcome, Elizabeth, to this show. We are so excited to have you. Thank you for inviting me. This is a treat on a Friday morning. 
Yeah, it's great to have you. So let's start at the beginning. For the listeners who aren't familiar with your story, you've had quite a bit of transformation, right, to where you are today. So can you tell us what you were doing a couple years ago? Oh, well, a couple of years ago, I was, I was a podcaster. That was how I dipped my toe in the water on this healing space. If you want me to go back further and talk about beauty, I can do that. Let's talk about beauty. Let's do that. Yeah, it goes further back, which it was, is also telling how long this business has been. It's been quite a journey already that I've been doing it two years plus, and we're just getting started. So Cliff Notes is my career is all corporate communication for Fortune 500 companies, content strategy, and also I was a magazine editor for many years in the lifestyle space. And beauty was my favorite in my blood, grew up playing in my grandmother's medicine cabinet, Aquanet, Revlon, <laughs> lipstick, the whole, I mean, like Pond's cold, Pond's cold Cream. I mean, I was just enamored. And so when blogs started happening, remember that before those existed, like before social media, Oh yeah, I was an editor and I decided, decided to start one as my, just like a creative outlet because I just needed more space to talk about my favorite products and services. And I thought my grandmother and my friends would read it and it took off partly because I was already doing a lot of TV and radio. I had press contacts. I mean, every time I meet with a, someone who wants to be a blogger, I say, okay, well, it's start it, just start it. But also know that there's, I always think there's a little bit of past life work involved. I mean, there were many layers to becoming a blogger and the same goes for, for it taking off. And what were you blogging on? Like what were you writing about? Was it beauty? Beauty, beauty. Mm-hmm. So everything from I had lash extensions back when no one had lash extensions. Extensions. I got bee venom facials, which I don't necessarily recommend. <laughs> and then, you know, product roundups. And this was, again, this was pre-blogging being a business. So I when, when was this? It. Give, us, give us the year. Oh, 2009. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I started blogging mm-hmm. in 2010. So like, I got yeah. you. You got me. And, and some people are like, well, you're the OG. And I'm like, you know what? There was a, there was an even earlier way. That's right. Right. And you and I watched those and Mm -hmm. no offense, but I saw them and I thought, I don't want to read these beauty blogs. Like, I mean, this is how we all start. I want to make my own. I was Mm -hmm. still reading glossy magazines for my beauty content. And so I wanted to do it from a journalistic perspective. And that's what I did with, of course, a lot of opinion mixed in, but it became a business very quickly for a number of reasons. I had, number one, I had interviewed a natural skincare manufacturer for for a magazine and we had hit it off and he offered to collaborate on a product line with me, which as a writer was sort of like, what? I get to make something, this thing I've had an opinion about, I've tried every product there is and now I get to do it myself. And so I knew that that was going to partly allow me to leave my job and have something to market and sell. And also social media was taking off. So I woke up one morning and this is all sort of happening within like a a few years. Let's just say that this is not like day one. I woke up one morning and I went from having 10,000 Pinterest followers and the next morning I had a million and that number just kept going up. So this is back in the day when Pinterest was doing a lot of 
people would get an email and they would promote someone and I don't even know how it happened. To this day, we, I still don't know. My team still doesn't know exactly what happened, but I became a top 20 pinner in the world, which translates into brands wanting to collaborate with you. It, this is when we entered the influencer space that I had never heard of, that it wasn't a thing when I started. And so this blog became a business because I was able to do so much paid work mixed in with my content as well. It was really fun. It was awesome. to I've had two product lines, two skincare lines since, and done collaborations with brands that I love. And the transition happened for a number of reasons into the healing space. Personally, I just started getting really curious about the wellness space. When spas that I would be, or like, you know, I would go get a facial and I would see that they were doing acupuncture facials. Like, what is that? I mean, this was before people were just doing acupuncture and it was covered by insurance. Like we have to like go back to that. And I also had had, I would say I was a, I was a very functioning depressed person for most of my life. And when I started working for myself, I took that time to say, okay, we're, we're all in. I am all in now. I am building a business that I love. I still don't feel 100%. And I have this time and space to explore all of these healing modalities that I'm so curious about. So I had the privilege of being able to go write about a lot of this, to be able to go get that acupuncture facial and write about it and have just really easy access to, to try so many things. And so I've done a lot. <laughs> I've done everything. I've had my palms read. I've been to Sedona and hung in a silk cocoon. I've done equine therapy. I mean, it's just, I just sort of went on my own spirit quest. And in the process, this thing that I was curious about became a way of life for me. I stopped being depressed. Um, I had had an autoimmune disease since college, which is I will always have, but I dealt with that on a much deeper level than topically, than going to see a doctor, for example, or a dermatologist. I also got out of a really unhappy marriage. When I sort of came out on the other side, I had a business that I had really loved for about a decade. I felt good about myself, who I was. Now I wanted to to share that. I mean, it's so, it's so silly and simple sounding, but now I had a new purpose. And honestly, that combined with Trump getting elected, I could no longer wake up and talk about lipstick. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It did not feel like enough. It didn't feel like enough. And of course, now like all I want to do is talk about lipstick <laughs> because I'm so like everything's so heavy. So there's, this, there's that sort of that's still a part of my life. And I still think we all, we need, we need all of it. Elizabeth, I just want to clarify. So when you were on this journey of exploring all these different modalities, healing modalities, you still were running this, this skincare product company? Yes. I had a collaboration with One Love Organics. I was still blogging full-time, had an agent. So was doing a lot of sponsored content and also consulting and freelancing for corporations. So I worked, and I didn't even talk about this, I probably worked 80 hours a week. And so there was some burnout involved there too. What was the moment when you're like, I need to do something else? 
No, no moment. Definitely no moment. Oh no. I mean, for me to, I don't even think I was fully committed to the healing space. I, I wanted to try it with the podcast and I am very much wired to have a plan B and which is why while I was running a beauty blog and a skincare line, I was also consulting as an editorial director at like for 20 hours a week. I mean, I literally could not pick a lane because I liked having, I liked doing all of those things. I liked being able to pay my bills. I liked that if I had a bad day at this job, I had this over here. I don't think there was just like, a, I don't think there was a moment except to say that when I, this is again, this is back when podcasts were just getting started and I got approached by podcast one to do a show and I went into this room full of men and they thought I was going to pitch them on a beauty concept and I sold them on healers and they all looked at me and said, we don't know what you're talking about, but you have to do that. The podcast was my toe in the water. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of a moment. I'm sorry, I can't. No, no, that's no, okay. That, it's just the so transition interesting. is interesting, like to just make this decision slowly over time or <laughs> sometimes it is a moment. Sorry, go ahead, Jenny. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, it's also what you're, the story you're sharing is is our stories too. And it's, it's this sort of the reason for this show, which is that we're multifaceted and multidimensional and that for many of us, especially women, we carry these multiple identities around with us. And it's it's hard to say like, I happen to believe that the hero's journey is is like really rooted in the patriarchy and sort of that that story that everything leads to something which leads to something else. And that I think what what you're sharing is so representative of who many of us are, which is that like we're we're all of those things. You can be a blogger and an editor and a podcaster, and you can then go start a platform for heal. Like you, you can be all of those things at the same time, and that's okay. Yes, it's more than okay. In fact, I think it's the healthiest approach. I was so self-identified with my beauty work. I mean, the name of my blog, which I've since sold, was Beauty Bets. And I was Betsy growing up, a nickname that I hated. But I was literally called Beauty Bets by people that I would run into at a bar or a restaurant. And so that was so much of my identity. And I outgrew it. I outgrew it. And now I've noticed, because I'm so much happier in my life, and in my relationship, I met the love of my life and we've moved and we've like, sort of like I've had this second life in my forties. It's really important that I don't identify so strongly with my business. I, I if I, I know I'm overdoing it when I don't want to get up out of bed in the morning and work on it because I'm so burnt out by it. That is as someone who's been through so much therapy and so much healing, like that is my clue that I'm getting burnt out and exhausted and I need to like find that spark again. And usually that involves going for the hike on the mountain, going to get a massage, not thinking about work, not thinking about that being my end all be all because it really was for a long time. The change in identity or the belief about yourself that you are one thing. Can you talk more about how how you moved out of beauty bets into what you are today? Again, really organic. I sold the platform and some of our, some of the beauty bets, social media channels recently. And I had friends say, it's the end of an era. Are you sad? And I'm like, no, I no, because 
No one took it from me. And I started working on something else. And I still feel very much like it's a part of me. And I actually have been thinking lately how much I miss beauty, but that I still have an opportunity to pull that thread through healing. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's one of the original self cares. And so I don't know if that answers your question, but someone told me once, I know it was a therapist. She's like, we take it all with us. You take it all with you. You carry everything you've learned, all that knowledge. And I definitely struggle. I think at one point thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to do something new. I can't believe I have to effing start a new business. Like this is, and I'm trying not to swear because I don't know if you swear on your show, but you're not ever starting over. Right. It's all That's there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have, I, I can't let this episode go on without asking you about the process of selling that company. So selling a blog, what does it, what does it look like to sell a blog and a social media channel? Yeah. It looks like getting a random email from an agency <laughs> in London and thinking that it's spam. <laughs> and I didn't even hear back. I said, sure, we can talk about this, not taking it seriously. And then a month later heard back and then it was done in, oh, I don't know, less than two weeks. Wow. It was a pretty, I, there was no, it was not in my mind whatsoever that I had something to sell. I mean, anyone can start a blog and you, I mean, and I hadn't been keeping up content for, oh gosh, probably a year. So it was wow. not active, mm-hmm. but 10 years of, of SEO and yeah, some sure. and some social media channels that I didn't use at all. Anyway, I mean, I certainly did not sell my Pinterest account. So it was really slick. And I will just say that it happened exactly at the moment where I was at a crossroads with thinking, do I need an investor for healers? Do I need to get a loan? Do I need to get some angel investors? And so it allowed me to self-fund completely into Mm -hmm. our next iteration. We relaunched in August with a booking engine. So that's the universe hard at work. Okay. Let's talk about that. So what is your, what is Healers Wanted? Tell us about it. So Healers is a, we're a community and a booking platform for virtual healing. So why, why did, why did you have to build it? What was missing? Oh, what was missing was that I was talking on a podcast with a hundred different practitioners, having retreats, creating content and people, the question I would get every day is, who should I book? Who should I have a tarot reading with? (laughs) Where is that psychic again? Do you know any good life coaches? So for years, I just gave that away and or didn't have it all in one place. And it was this missing link to have a, oh my gosh, I'm going to get out my like Silicon Valley terms here, like an omni-channel platform where you could truly come to what I view as a virtual healing wellness center. So I always wanted that brick and mortar space and this is sort of my equivalent and we're just getting started. So it's really fun. It's really fun to have all of my favorite practitioners in one place together. There's sort of this really positive energy around them being a part of something because like me, like probably you two, I mean, you have each other, but we all feel really isolated in this work. They are individual. I mean, they practice with clients and that's it. And so that's, that's what I got. On that. How did you address the whole technology piece? Like, were you nervous about that? Did you have a plan? Was it hard? Did you research? Oh, that's such a good question. So 
of course, advisors just sort of appeared to me. And I, when I was at sort of this seed round, going out to have some pitch discussions, thought that I needed to build proprietary, a pr- proprietary booking engine. One of my advisors slash friends who works at the NASDAQ here in San Francisco, hi, Selena, she works with tons of startups and investors, and we just happened to have lunch, and she said, no. <laughs> she said, you got to just, I mean, MVP this, see if you can find some software, get that thing up, you know, something off the shelf, get it up, see if you even have a market for this. And then we go out and maybe we, you'll need something proprietary. So simultaneously, I got, I don't know, an email from one of my healers and she said, hey, I think you should add booking to the site and I think you should talk to Acuity who does all of my booking. I think that they work with companies and do sort of custom work for them. So this isn't a matter of weeks, of course, and I am a big proponent of paying attention to those signs, of course. And so I had multiple conversations. I reached out to a couple different software companies and Acuity was the most intuitive to me and they still sort of bend over backwards to work with us to even make enhancements down the road that might support us because they've never worked with our exact setup where we have multiple people, but we are all under one healer's roof. Yeah. A marketplace. A marketplace, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So let's just uh, explain it for the listeners. So if I was a possible client for you, I would come to your website and I would be like, oh, I want my Akashic record read. And I would click that and I would just go to a, you would show me all the options for those people that do that. I could just book and pay. Correct. So you could search because you know you want Akashic records or you could say, I don't know what I need, but I am feeling anxious. And then we would serve up Mm. practitioners who, or, or you need a doula. I mean, we, we literally have virtual doulas right now. So depending on your need state, or if you know exactly what type of service you want, you can search by either of those things. Great. And so if, if, and so for your practitioners, do you have an application process or do you just do the ones that you know? Yeah. So people could apply to be part of this marketplace. They can apply. And we, we are on a wait list into next year. And that has been a learning curve for me to sort of decide, do I want to be the Nordstrom of healing or do I want to be the Jenny Kane? Because we get so many applications, which is the best, which is like such a relief to me. Like Emma, I started with the healers that I knew really well that I'd worked with over the years. And when we opened up the application process, we got, we still get so many. And I really like keeping it on the smaller side, as long as we can support and curated, I would say curated people I really trust because I like to still know them. I know we could be Angie's list and have thousands, but I still like to feel like this is, this is my team. We are a team. Mm-hmm. So it's, we will have, we have about a hundred healers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how does it work in terms of revenue share with? Yeah, we take, a, we take a 20% referral fee. Mm-hmm. And they get to pick their pricing. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is by design. I, I want them. I want them to own their pricing, but also legally they need to because they are independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So it's actually critical that they set their pricing. They're responsible for the service completely. Mm-hmm. 
in your marketing or in the end users that come to you, is there yeah. some, is there a modality that's most popular? Like who are your main people? Oh, right now I wouldn't say there's one thing that's most popular. Distance Reiki has been really oh. big. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of, there are a lot of, I think people are hearing more about Reiki. There are mm-hmm. a lot of Reiki healers out there because it's sort of a gateway yeah. to becoming a practitioner. And also without the ability for most of us to have hands-on work done right now, it's sort of the closest thing. I don't know if you've done it, done any energy healing, but yeah, for sure. You can feel it even if someone is on the phone with you or zooming with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just really tangible for people once they get on board and try it. We also, oh gosh, anything around intuitive guidance is always popular, Hmm. which there's sort of a camp right now of people who want to know what's happening or don't want to know. Yeah. No, totally. So I, before we got on to interview you, I was talking to Sandy. I was like, I totally want to book one of these sessions. Oh yeah. And she's like, I'd be so scared because it's, it is, it's terrifying to, well, some, some, some practices are scary. They should not be. They should never be scary. The only thing to be is if you're afraid, I mean, I'm not saying you too, because I don't know you, but I would say if one is afraid, it's because it's because there's something that you, that you are thinking that you're already thinking or feeling and, Mm -hmm. and an intuitive is going to validate that. So Mm -hmm. they, they are, I mean, they're under a spiritual covenant to not tell you you're going to get sick and die, or you're going to lose your job, but they might say, Hey, yeah, that boss is toxic and you know, you don't want to work there. So like, what are we going to do about it? But they're really there to help remind you and validate what you already know. And what about the membership? I also saw on your, on your website that there's a membership. What's that? How does that work? Well, I feel like you're going to tell me that I need to pick a lane because I've heard this on your podcast. (laughs) Do just one thing. thing. Do Do one one. thing and do it really well. I know, Sandy. I know. So we started out pre-COVID we started out as a membership site. Like, oh, oh here's this grand idea. We're going to do virtual events and group readings. And then we're going to have a, a, an archive of all of these incredible healing experiences. Because I'm a content creator. So this was my comfort zone. This is not a natural mo- yes. MO right there. And so, but of course, well, two things happened. Everyone learned how to do virtual. All you do is pick up your phone and you have an IG live. Like this is not, I think there's a space for membership and I still, that's why we still have one is because not everyone can attend our live events. So the membership is an archive, like a growing library, like a very curated, beautiful, spiritual YouTube where you can pull up breath work with Fleetwood Mac when you need it. (laughs) And you do need it. You do need it. But everyone can, everyone is learning how to make content and that's an incredible thing. And also what happened is that it didn't scratch that itch for me. I still think one-on-ones are, are essential. I think that going to an event is how you dip your toe in the waters, how you get comfortable with a practitioner and you get to know their style. Same with a podcast or you need a little quick fix and it's inexpensive. I mean, our events are all free except for like we're doing a retreat in a couple of weeks and that's, that's ticketed. But 
So yes, we still have, we still have a couple of things going on. <laughs> memberships are hard. The reason I bring it up is that we have a lot of clients on our software platform that have memberships and it's a hard yeah. gig, oh right? Because you're just constantly marketing, you constantly need new clients and then the churn and it, it's hard. You're always on with the membership. So I'm glad you're saying that. It makes me feel better. Uh, I think there was also just sort of a, a lot of talk about everything, like memberships are the way to go, right? I mean, you just get people in the door. I loved making, it was so important to me to make it accessible. It's 11, 11 a month. I just thought this is a no brainer. I did not at all think it was going to be so hard to get people. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Well, yeah. And then you have churn. I mean, I think that that's the devastating Thing about a recurring revenue business model. I mean, I, I we have we have a huge admiration for memberships as a business model, and we we teach and encourage our clients to pursue that who are in certain situations. And for you, it, it necessary it not is not necessarily a bad idea because you have a large following. That's I would say is a baseline criteria for success with a membership. But at the same time, it's true that it's really hard to build a business with two different business models simultaneously because like the way you, I, I mean, you know all this, like the way you market is different. The way you market an $11 a month product is totally different than the way you market bespoke services, right? Like it's just a totally different thing. Totally. So I think it's, anyway, it's, I mean, you're experimenting right now, right? Like you're trying to figure out what works, which is, which makes so a ton much of sense. Exper- so much experimenting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't like marketing in the least. I don't like that word. I know it's a trigger for me. I don't like selling things. I mean, I've, I have truly listened to some of your episodes because there's, there are, I have blocks around that. Like, I don't want to sell something that I think everyone needs and deserves. So I'm my mentor who is a shaman and a spiritual guide for me reminds me that you have to make a living, Elizabeth, to be able to give stuff away for free. This is like, you have to put on your oxygen mask, but man, I hate selling. I hate selling anything. Yeah. So a membership, a membership piece is probably, that's a harder sell for me. It is. I just sort of let it run in the background. It's in every newsletter, like in case you missed it and this is available to you, but it is, I'm definitely not focused, focused on it. Mm -mm. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I just, I just wanted to bring it up because I noticed there's two models on your website. And so I wanted to hear your experience because we have a lot of listeners and a lot of clients who are, are doing membership and it's great. I mean, I love the recurring revenue. Love it. I do too. And I, I didn't want to get rid of it as long as we're doing events. I think that it can, I think it has a place, but I definitely had advisors, all of my advisors who are all much more savvy at marketing and business models like you two are said, one or the other, the other, but now I've added a third stream, which was a total surprise in COVID working with businesses. So providing wellness content and events for their employees Mm -hmm. because Uh every HR head of HR is looking Mm -hmm. for something to do for, I mean, their, their teams are so anxious and they can't, you know, they can't go to a team building event like at a bowling alley anymore. So the intersection is for us to come on and teach you how to do pressure point therapy or do a breath work session for your team. Or we have done intuitive readings with, with teams. It's so so cool. So that's another experimentation and surprise. And yes, I feel spread very thin. Yeah. 
I want us to do that with our team, Sandy. We should totally I do that. Totally. Oh, we, to- we need oh, to talk offline about that. We that do. It so is fun. so it is so fun. I mean, we can do tarot. We, I mean, there's just oh my I, I enjoy I enjoy that so much. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not. It's not my market focus, my marketing focus, but it's been a happy surprise. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. we reach more people that way. I mean, I love. I love getting into a company like Salesforce where people are like, what is this? Yeah. And then, oh my God, when am I going to have a baby? Should I stay with my boyfriend? What do I do about this client? I mean, it's just, I love seeing the shift. People are craving it now. So it's, it's, a, it's the right time. Sorry, my dog has decided to join us, which there she is. Right in your lap. Oh yeah. She, you know what? I, I did a podcast recently with an animal communicator who's in our network. Kayla Prismas and she I said why does Molly always come over when I'm I'm on doing a podcast and she said she likes she likes headphones <laughs> so she sees my headphones and she like comes over because they are somehow sparkly objects to her so oh my god oh. you need to hire that person Sandy I was just thinking Do that you need an animal he does yeah oh. yeah she has oh. like a human slash dog that's you yeah do? Yeah. Like yeah. it's okay. like Dexter is like next level pet. Like well, then they're totally going to have a whole that. conversation. We also have, <laughs> we also, she did a, she did a post for us this week actually about how we can all communicate with our pets oh and God. sort of drop in and energetically and, and intuitively have a conversation. I mean, it's, it's sort of like meditating, right? When you go in and you ask for, you have a question or you need support, you know, you always get your answer. It always comes to you. So, but yes, I highly recommend Kayla. And she is actually, what we're finding is that we have some healers who they've given up their own booking Mm -hmm. engines, their own platforms, and they're- just do this. Just use us because we're providing all of the technology and the processing. And many of them still have other jobs too. So Mm -hmm. they don't want to manage- their platform themselves. And so Kayla is on our, is that no, I think that's great. And the fact that it's curated yeah. is like, you know, reassuring to me who would love to find a dog healer, talker person. I don't yeah. know, like, I don't know, yeah. but like it's instead of relying just on straight up Google searches and random um, decisions, this is like, oh, I'm going to trust that Elizabeth has done her work and found these really great people. So I yes. love the idea. That was the idea from the very beginning. I'm getting out my credit card right now. Get out your credit card. (laughs) I'll give you a promo code for you and your listeners. Awesome. Um, That was so fun. So fun. All right. Let's. uh, Yeah, Jenny, go ahead. Yeah. So Elizabeth, we end every episode by asking our listener or our guests to share a joy and a hustle. So something Mm -hmm. that's bringing you joy in your life right now and a tool that can help our listeners hustle in their careers and businesses. Okay. So what's bringing me joy right now is really getting back to like these very basic (laughs) self-care things that I used to do growing up. Like put lipstick on? Okay. Well, I do that. I mean, I still, of course, put on my full face. So I'm doing my own nails again. This is bringing me so much joy. I really thought about this this morning. I was like, oh, should I say it's like doing this like fitness class? No, I have to do the fitness class. What's bringing me joy is literally sitting in front of the TV, painting my own nails. Like I ordered a manicure kit. I mean, I am, I have been getting gels since gels were even like, you know, remotely a thing. And I love, I think it's because 
simply doing something for myself. And you have to like, you're literally sitting there mindfully looking at your own body, your own hand. And I sound so dramatic, but I just feel so strongly about it. Like I'm having text exchanges with friends about like, what polish are you using this week? What? We don't, we don't do our own nails. It's, it's like, it's such a waste of time and um, they always chip, but I'm doing it. You know what? I, through COVID, I always get, uh, what's the, not gel, what's the other kind that lasts really long? Do you get like a wrap? Do you get a, oh my God. Well, they're probably all gel. Are you thinking of no, like, it's not gel, but shellac. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So shellac is just a brand of gel. That's CND's brand. I'm just telling you. I, yeah. I clearly yes. don't read enough beauty blogs, but I used to do uh, shellac all the time. And then in COVID you couldn't. And I was like, crap. And so I started doing the same thing and I found the exact same experience. I've never spoken it out loud, but it is, there's something about it, about taking those minutes to do it. And so then I went back once everything opened and now I need to do it again, but it, I did these myself and there is, and I, so it's so interesting that you say that there is something about those minutes where you truly stare at yourself. And it it does sound really dumb when you say it out loud. It does, but it's not. And I think it's because, I think it is because we thought it was sort of tedious and a waste of time and we're really busy Mm -hmm. and I just got to go get my gels and it's going to last for three weeks. But honestly, there's nothing about it that is productive. That's the point, right? You're really just spending time with yourself without a bunch of other distractions. So also I look forward to not having to go get my gels removed and put back on and that whole cycle. So for you and anyone listening that cares, Olive and June is this incredible at-home manicure company. I mean, you can just buy polish from them too, but they, they have salons in LA, I believe, but the owner, the founder, she's so genius. She realized that like people didn't have any resources for at-home manicures anymore because it's just fallen so out of style. Olive and June, they do manicure videos, like happy hours, like lunchtime during the week, teach you how to use their products. Again, this is so So smart. So this is smart. I'm looking at the website. So smart. I ordered like a giant kit. I can't wait. I like literally can't wait to play with my manicure kit. (laughs) It's just It's kind of like bread baking. Aren't you in love with them? Everything about them. It's so, and it's it's not expensive. I can't believe we're talking this much about nails, but. Me either. um, Trust me. (laughs) Jenny's like. Even for for me, I can't believe I'm talking this much about nails. (laughs) Okay. Definitely checking that. Okay. 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 I have two hustles. Is that okay? If I have two? One is CBD. I cannot get through the day if I'm anxious right now and I'm just anxious only because everything is so uncertain, I do not take any antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds, but I have discovered that CBD makes me just like mellows out my nervous system. And it's just the oil. Like how do you take it? You know what? I'm going to give another shout out to a women owned brand, Molly Jones, who is based here in my town of Mill Valley And she, and like some other women, I think she has a chef who makes these, they're gummies Mm -hmm. and they are, she makes a higher strength one. It's 25. You can get 25 or 50 milligrams. 50 will put you to sleep. 25 though does the job. And I think 
I don't know if it's like the time release or how it works versus a tincture because I also love tinctures, like the oil, like you're yeah. saying under the tongue. I just think it works so well. So mm-hmm. I have friends who literally have, who are homeschooling kids, running businesses. They take CBD in the morning with their coffee. So it's like, here's my caffeine, but then here's also what is going to like mellow me out. And I just want to just emphasize, mm-hmm. this is not something that you will notice. You will not say, oh my God, the CBD is working. You will just realize that you went through your day feeling like, okay, like mm-hmm. I did not get, I did not get so agitated or I just, I just felt in my body, mm-hmm. you know, there's no psychoactives. I'm not talking about anything mm-hmm. psychoactive here. So. so all of that is legal in Canada and more. And so in yes. the States, like, can anyone just buy CBD oil in every state? I think that I think that almost every state, so a lot of people, of course, are just ordering online. There might be a few states that are more restrictive and they won't ship to you, but I couldn't tell you what those are. I think yeah. the majority are, compl- because again, it's CBD. Cannabis is a different deal, of course. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I cannot imagine that in your, that everyone cannot get their hands on CBD pretty easily these days. Hmm. Okay. And what's your second hustle? My second hustle is something that I'm returning to for myself, and that is keeping a journal or a list or whatever you want to call it of signs and synchronicities that come in for you and paying attention to those because I think we write a lot of them off and when you keep track of them, there's some like dot connection that occurs like, why have multiple people mentioned to me this week that I should be doing public speaking? I mean, I'm just giving an example here. Like, why does this keep coming up? And when you write it down, you look back and you sometimes get your marching orders. Maybe I need, maybe I'm I'm ready to look into a membership platform. Maybe I need to get a coach. Maybe you guys are like, okay, here is your sign. I am giving you an animal communicator. (laughs) You have been thinking about it. You have been talking about it. You have been enjoying polishing your nails and like now we're having the conversation. So, but when you write it down, those clues, Mm -hmm. I think over time you see what the message is, but also you develop this trust muscle that there is a universe that is looking out for you and trying to support you and guide you if you'll just pay attention. Love it. I love it. Thank you, Elizabeth. This has just been so interesting and i feel like we need you in our life we need your business like in our life i feel like we need to be friends Let's that's be what friends. i feel like oh my god i would I'm love friends. it I, yeah i obviously need you two in my life <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find your membership and your marketplace everything is at healerswanted.com you can book there you can search for your healers there you can join us as a member your first session is 10% off with promo code namaste so you can drop that in your show notes yeah that's awesome thank you yeah we would love to see you there and let's get together okay thank you elizabeth Elizabeth. okay Okay. you're welcome namaste ready to go from i really want to build an online business but don't know where to start to wow i've just sold my first digital product That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. 
head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free. 